Um, it's good to see you guys. Um, a few weeks ago, no, maybe like one or two months ago, we showed you a video of a free solo slack line. You guys remember that? It was like that tightrope across that cliff. Again, if you don't remember, free solo means no harness, no rope, no net. If you fall, you fall. But the thing is with slack lining, if you fall, you can still grab on to the slack line. Tonight, for all of you who have fear of heights, I want to show you a video of a free solo rock climb. So go ahead, take a look at this. Okay, so again, this is a free solo climb. So he's not wearing a harness, he has no rope, uh, there's no net underneath it. No, he doesn't die. Um, he's actually one of the most famous climbers in the world. But for a climber, not being attached to the face of the mountain is just absolutely terrifying, which is why there's not very many people who do free solo climbs. Because in my opinion, it's idiotic. Like some of you are being like, what are you doing? Because it's stupid. Like he's really good at rock climbing, but he does not have control of gusts of wind or flocks of birds. Like anything like that could knock him off the mountain, even if his technique is perfect. So as a rock climber, like having a harness or having a rope being attached to something just changes everything from the mentality of a climber. Otherwise, it's just terrifying. Now, in life, if we go through life not attached or connected to anything, it is also terrifying because gusts of wind, flocks of birds, speaking metaphorically, can knock us off of the face of the mountain. And if we're not attached to anything, we just fall. And that's it. Like, really bad stuff can happen out of nowhere. So there's lots of things that we attach ourselves to or that we can attach ourselves to to, to hold on to us if, like, the unimaginable or the unexpected happens. But Jesus teaches us that there's only one thing that's stable enough and strong enough for us to connect ourselves to that will hold us every single time, no matter what happens. This is the last week that we are in the series called Roots. And in Roots, we are talking about the Bible itself. And the Bible itself is what Jesus says we should connect ourselves to. So he tells us how to do this, and he tells us what happens if we don't. And he does this through a story, which is one of my favorite things about Jesus. So Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 and 25 says this. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. So Jesus is saying anyone who doesn't just hear Jesus' words, but actually tries to follow his words, is like someone who built their house on a solid foundation, on, on solid ground. Now, when Jesus says words of mine, he's not just talking about the words that he spoke when he was here on earth as a human being. He's talking about the entire Bible, because Jesus is the Son of God, and Jesus is God, and this is God's word, so these are Jesus' words too. So anyone who doesn't just read this or listen to it or hear it, but actually tries to do the things written in it, 
are like the guy who built his house on a rock. Now, Jesus is talking in Israel, which is in the Middle East. Does anyone know what type of land or terrain is really common there? Sand, yeah. Yeah, it's like super deserty. There's all this like loose gravel. There, there aren't really any big rocks to build a house on. So here is what they would do. They would dig pits about 30 feet deep until they reached the bedrock. The bedrock is this really solid layer of rock underneath the first layer of the earth's surface. So they would dig these deep holes down to the bedrock, and they would attach pillars to the bedrock, and they would build the pillars up to the surface, and then they would build the house on top of those pillars. So if you had x-ray vision, you would see that the house had roots that connected it to the rock 30 feet underneath it. And they did this because in desert places, if there was a lot of rain, there's nowhere for the water to soak into. There's not plants or forests. So all the rain just starts to flood downhill. And these flash floods would occur. Flash floods are really violent. So if a flash flood went through one of these neighborhoods in Israel, if the houses were anchored and rooted and connected to the bedrock, it would be secured and it wouldn't get swept away by the flash floods or serious winds. Here's the thing about flash floods. Flash floods are really extreme, and they come out of nowhere without warning. Uh, About a month ago, there was a flash flood in California. In in a matter of five or ten minutes, an entire neighborhood was ruined, and 20 people were killed. They had no idea this was going to happen. Just all of a sudden, there was this massive mudslide caused by a flash flood. Killed tons of people. Life is full of flash floods. Not just literal ones, but like really extreme, terrifying, really upsetting things that just happen out of, out of nowhere. Like maybe the person that you have a really huge crush on, maybe you found out that they like somebody else and your entire world turns upside down or they started dating someone else. That can be soul crushing if you have a really big crush on them. But stuff at home can happen too, especially with our parents. Parents, like, sometimes they lose their job without warning their employee or their employer is making cuts and they just have to let your parents go which means you need to move sometimes maybe that's why you moved here is because that happened to you and you have to leave friends and stuff just out of nowhere or there have been times where parents have told their kids without any prior warning that they're getting a divorce and the kids had no idea that their parents were going through a tough time and it can just turn your world upside down Maybe someone you really cared about died unexpectedly without warning. I remember a few years ago, I was in my kitchen heating up lunch, and my cell phone rang, and I picked it up, and it was my mom on the phone. And she called to tell me that she had cancer, and it was really bad, and she probably wasn't going to survive, and she didn't. Like one minute, I was making lunch. I still remember what it was. It was Thai curry, and the next moment, my entire world turned upside down. In, in life, these things happen. These flash floods, they just come out of nowhere without warning. But what Jesus tells us is if we are connected to this, if we are rooted to this, when flash floods come, we'll be okay. And what connects us to this is actually doing it. Not just hearing it and knowing a lot about it. It's actually taking the things that Jesus tells us to do with our lives and trying them out and actually doing them. There's a big difference between just knowing a lot about something and actually doing it. Let's say there's someone who knows a lot about karate. Like, they know how it started, they know where it came from, they, they know all the countries that it's in, the different 
variations, the famous senseis, and like famous fights that happen with these things, and like they know all this information, the philosophy behind it, everything. If they got attacked in an alley and they had never done karate, all that information is not going to do them that much good. It's the people who actually do karate that are able to defend themselves with it. Did you guys know that Tony knows karate? Tony? Yes! Tony knows karate. Do you want to see Tony's karate? Yeah. Here's what you do. Wait until nightfall. Find out where he lives. Wait till he comes home from work. And yeah, wear a mask so he doesn't know who you are. Otherwise, he won't show you his karate. As he's walking to the front door, just punch him as hard as you can in the small of his back, and he'll show you his karate. Or you could just watch this really cool video. Watch this. Oh, that was cool. Do you want to see it again? All right, let's watch it again. Boom. That's cool. So... Tony can name it. Do you have $20? <laughs> you can pay her later. So, um, I feel really bad for the person who attacks Tony. Because they're in trouble. But the reason why they're in trouble is because if there is ever a time where Tony needs to defend himself, and I hope that time doesn't come, but if it did, he's prepared. Because... He doesn't just know a lot about karate, but he actually does karate. He practices it. He practices it a lot, and so it's kind of muscle memory now. He's, in a way, rooted to it. He's connected it, not just because he knows a lot about it, because he actually does it. So when the time comes where he actually needs it, it's there for him because he's rooted and connected to it. And Jesus is saying, when flash floods come, if we are rooted and connected to this, we won't get swept away by them. But the way that we connect ourselves to it is by actually doing the things written inside of it. Because if we just know a, not, know a lot, but we never do it, it's kind of different. Like Jesus explains in the last two verses, 26 and 27. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat against that house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it. In other words, it was it totally destroyed. So, Jesus is saying anyone who hears his words but never does any of it, they're just not interested in doing it, is like someone who built their house on the sand. When the floods come, their house just gets totally swept away. Now, no dummy is going to build their house on sand. That's, no, you won't, Anthony. No! No one's going to do it. Because it's nearly impossible. Like, it's this loose... Ground, But here's the thing about Israel. In the summer months, because the ground gets really, really hot, it gets really, really hard. The ground looks like rock. It's as, it's as stable as rock, but it's actually sand underneath. So you could build two houses right next to each other, root one to the bedrock, and just build the other one on the surface, and they could look exactly the same, built right next to each other. Except when the floods come, one will get swept away because the other one was rooted to the rock and the other one was not. 
And the same is true for us, too. You will encounter people who know a lot about the Bible, they have all these verses memorized and stuff like that, but they don't do any of it. And they are good at looking exactly like the people who know a lot about the Bible, but actually do it. But when, the thing is, when these floods come, all this head knowledge and information, if, if no one actually attempts to do these things, if no one actually follows Jesus, it's not the same. When we follow the things that Jesus tells us to do, that's what roots us to this. That's what connects us to this. Because here's the deal. How many of you, by show of hands, like grew up going to church or Kids Connection or Sunday school or stuff like that? Cool. So most of us here. That's awesome. Now, up until middle school, in those things, you learned a lot of stuff in the Bible. Good things. True things. The best things that you could ever hope to hear or learn. But this phase of your life that you're in right now is about discovering for yourselves and experiencing for yourselves that these things that you've been taught are actually true. And the way that you go about doing that is by actually doing the things that Jesus says we should do, by actually following Jesus' teaching. And here's what happens when we do that. It takes a little bit of faith that Jesus isn't just tricking us or something like that. But when you do something that seems upside down, like love your enemies or something like that, and you decide to take it on faith and you try it, and you see that your heart grows and your life changes, what happens is your faith grows a little bit, kind of like a muscle when you work out, so that you're ready to do something else in trusting Jesus. And when you do something else that he says, your faith grows even more. And you do something else and your faith grows more. And as your faith continues to grow, you become more and more rooted to everything written in this, which is really a big deal because the most extreme floods that you will encounter in life are the ones that there is nothing you can do about. You have no control over the situation. It's just happening to you. In those situations, all we can do is have faith that God is in control, that He cares that he's aware of what we're going through. All the true things that are written in here. And that faith comes from actually doing this stuff. Seeing for yourself that these things are true. It comes from doing. It's like a combination of doing and faith. If that just went like way over your head, let me try to put it this way. When I was 19, uh, I almost took a job working for a skydiving company in my hometown. And I chose not to take the job for a bunch of different reasons. But one of the reasons was is I didn't like the idea that uh, if I packed a parachute incorrectly, someone could die because of it. And I didn't want to be responsible for someone dying because I did my job wrong. But the reason why I found out about the job is because a friend of mine was working there. And she was telling me about the training process. She said what they do is they show you how to pack a parachute correctly. There's a specific way. You don't just like shove it all in the backpack. They show you how to do it, and then they have you do it over and over and over and over and over. And then they have you put on the backpack that you just packed, and they fly you up in the air in an airplane, and they have you jump out of the airplane wearing the parachute that you packed. They don't do this to see if you packed it correctly. They do this because they know that you packed it correctly. They want you to know that you packed it correctly so that you can be confident when you start packing more parachutes. The reason why me 
and your leaders are encouraging you to do the things that Jesus teaches us to do in this book isn't because we think they might be true, because we think they might change your life. We encourage you to do these things because we know that they're true. We know that they'll change your life because they've changed our lives. That's why we love hanging out with you guys because we want you to experience for yourself that these things are true instead of just hearing it over and over and over. Actually going out and seeing for yourself that these things are true because there will be a moment in your life where you are really glad that you are connected to this. There's one last video I want to show you. Take a look at this. Okay, both of those planes crashed, but every single person in both of the planes survived because every single person in those planes was wearing a parachute, even the pilots. And the pilots don't always wear parachutes. I guarantee you, as they were floating safely to the ground, every single person was thinking the same thing. I am really glad I was wearing a parachute. Guys, some of the scariest, most real, intense terrifying moments in life come without any warning at all. There's no chance for us to prepare for it. But what Jesus is showing us here, and the reason why we did a whole series on the Bible, and the reason why we're encouraging you to do these things, is that when we actually follow Jesus' teaching, we become rooted to it, our faith grows, and when these floods come, it's going to be okay. We won't get totally swept away because we're anchored to this. Now, maybe a lot of this just kind of like went over your head or it's a lot to grasp. Maybe you feel like you're trying to drink out of like a fire hose or something like that. That's why we have core groups. We're going to talk a little bit more about this. But I want to pray for us before we do. So let's pray. Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you for your word. Thank you for writing it all down for us so we don't have to just be constantly guessing. There's something solid and concrete that we can read from. Thank you that these things that you wrote in here bring life, that they change our lives, that they're real, that they're true. I I pray for every single person in this room, including leaders, including me, that we would live lives being constantly surprised by how amazing and how true and effective these things are. God, I pray that in our core groups right now, that we would just have really good discussion. Holy Spirit, would you show up and just inspire us and speak through us and to us. So, Father, we love you. Thank you for our friends here and for our friends that aren't here. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a good time in core groups.